your number one source for election coverage and analysis. This is Gerard at Large. And as is the case here on the Gerard at Large radio show on Election Day, candidates often call in to uh, have their final chat with voters as they head to the polls. And we're pleased to be joined by Elizabeth Ann Moreau who is running for alderman in Ward 6. Just a reminder, Ward 6, you're at the McLaughlin Middle School this morning, and not only will you be voting in a primary to determine who your November general election candidates will be, you're also voting in a special election uh, for alderman to replace Nick Pappas, who resigned back in, I don't know, April or something like that. Uh, so you will get two ballots in Ward 6. Be sure to grab them both. Uh, Elizabeth, good morning. Welcome, uh, Welcome back to the show. Good morning. How are you? Unbelievable. So you must be excited. You're a newcomer to politics. You've waged a uh, you've waged a very aggressive campaign, from what I can see out there in Ward Six. And D Day is here. What say you? It's pretty exciting being out. Um, it's my first time being on the sidelines of the entry to voting. Um, There's a pretty good turnout so far, and uh, I just want to remind everyone that there is parking all around the school building, and uh, the voting will be in the gymnasium today. Yeah, that parking won't be a problem out at McLaughlin. <laughs> No, <laughs> especially with the city's schools closed today for yeah. to facilitate voting, of course. Yeah. So um, um, myself and John and some other candidates are out here, and uh, we're ready to say hi and see who comes out. So, Elizabeth, uh, talk to us about your experience uh, going door to door. I gather you did a fair amount of it. Uh, what were voters telling you yeah. about about the race? It's um, they want to hear more from us. They want to have someone that they can go to. They want. Uh, to stay with it in taxes. They don't want to be pushed out of their homes. Uh, those are the main issues so far. So taxes, uh, taxes rings still as the as the big one that you're hearing? Taxes, and they want something that they can go to for those potholes or for those um, neighborhood concerns. All right, so they want constituent services, eh? Yeah. Now, you have a pretty big ward geographically and otherwise. Have you noticed sort of variations in what people are thinking and where, uh, you know, based on where they live, or are their concerns pretty uniform? They're pretty uniform across the ward. I'm from the north to south and east-west sides of our ward. Yeah, everyone's pretty much concerned about the taxes and, of course, the schools also. Um, our schools in both sides of our wards could be sent to two different middle schools or elementary schools. Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting overcrowded, and with all the new development, it's going to push it further. Yeah. Now, one of the one of the first votes, if you're elected to Alderman tonight, one of the first votes you are likely to face is that rezoning request on South Mammoth Road, which would have a direct, yeah. uh, you know, it'd be sort of a direct hit on Green Acres because that's the Green Acres School District, which is a a big Ward Six school. Have you uh, studied that uh, that situation enough to take a position on it? Uh, what will you do if elected? I haven't really gotten into the details and nitty-gritty of it yet. Um, I would have to work with the school board to see what their redistricting plan is, you know. If it goes over, how would the residents who are here or the current students be grandfathered into the school? And it's definitely something I have to look into further. Well, you're going to be uh, <laughs> you're going to be asked to make a vote log before the school district comes up with a redistricting plan, that's for sure. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, do, you, do you have any uh, general opinions on whether or not the city should focus more on the development of single-family homes than on these high-density multi-unit rental complexes? Uh, my personal opinion, I think single-family homes, but then again, I have to research the numbers. I have to go through you know, with everyone else in the city and see what works best for the whole city. 
Gotcha. All right. So, Elizabeth, any final closing words you'd like to uh, share with the voters of Ward 6 and the Queen City as they head to the polls this morning? Nope. Just make sure you come out today between 6 and 7 p.m. Uh, we'll be here all day. I'll have some volunteers out also and um, come by and say hi. All right, that's Elizabeth Ann Moreau. Say hi on your way through the lines at the McLaughlin Middle School. She'll be there to say hi back. All right, have a good day. All right, Elizabeth, thanks for calling. Feel free to call in later in the show. Give us an update. Yep, definitely. That's Elizabeth Ann Moreau, uh, candidate for alderman in Manchester Ward 6. Of course, you know, we often hear, uh, uh, you know, one of the things that, frankly, uh, an alderman in that ward or an alderman in any ward needs to pay attention to are uh, what are the impacts on the infrastructure in their end of the city years ago uh, where they now have that 55 and older over community uh, off Candia Road. Um, <laughs> guy named Elmer Pease made a, a, a proposal back there. Big development, big development, couple hundred units of congregate housing, but more importantly, a shopping center for the east side kind of like uh the east side plaza on hanover street it was going to contain a grocery store and other sorts of services and uh people out there lost their mind i'm pretty sure the people who are living in that 55 and older community given what's happened to them with their taxes right now are not really happy to be there but um people lost their mind frankly it was a project that i was in favor of because it wasn't really, in my never-to-be-humble opinion, as your ever-humble host, going to draw more traffic to Candia Road. It was going to keep neighborhood traffic in the neighborhood and prevent it from going down Candia Road, down Mammoth Road, into the South End, along South Willow Street, to go to the grocery stores that were down there, which were the closest places for those folks to go. Unless, of course, they were going to go up Hooksett Road, um, you know, in the other direction to go shop, you know, grocery shopping at the uh, at the Alexanders and hooks it, which they weren't going to do. So, um, but it, uh, you know, people opposed it and it went away, which is fine. And now you've got Ward Eight up in arms over the idea that this pro uh, this this zoning thing. I mean, these I mean, these guys are fighting hard a protest petition. I've been in government for 25 years here in the city of Manchester, or at least paying attention to it. I can't remember a protest petition even being filed. Gee, I wonder where they get that idea. Um I can't even remember a protest petition being filed. These guys are adamant they don't want it. Katzi Antonis is listening even though he doesn't have to because he's on the way out. Joe Lavasher's not listening. Danny O'Neill's not listening. Ron Ludwig is not listening. You know, the thing about Ludwig that really ticks me off on this, back and not too long ago, there was a, a move to rezone Hackett Hill. Uh, not Hackett Hill, Wellington Hill. The developer wanted to build smaller houses on smaller lots and create a tighter development. Was it a family member? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I don't know if it was a family member. But but Ludwig opposed it. Ludwig opposed it. You know why? Because the neighborhood lost its mind. They're like, no! And so now you've got the same thing in the South End, and Ron Ludwig is doing, this is political bidding. I'm telling you this is political bidding. When this guy first started coming forward with rezoning requests, the one up on Front Street, remember I warned you Front Street would not be the uh, the end of this, 
where they took a two acres of single family land, blew up the house, and then built 20, uh, 20 or twenty two high density rental units on that lot. Remember, yeah, C. Arthur Susie was breaking people's arms, putting the big hurt on Democrats. I had two Democratic aldermen tell me that C. Arthur made their call, made the call, twisted their arms for this kid, Will Soa, whose father was as politically connected as they come in the connections have apparently made it through the generations. Ludwig voted for it. So it's, a, it's another Soa project. Ludwig's going to vote for it. But the, the Ward 6 seat could be key because his protest petition says two-thirds majority of the board of aldermen has to vote for it. Do we know what Pat Long's going to do? I don't remember how he's voting. Do we know what Christopher tossed Grandmama from the train uh, from her home is going to do? He'll vote for it. Oh, they're like, oh, it's going to generate $600,000 in revenue. Folks, I got to tell you something. That's two classrooms worth of kids. How many kids do you think are going to come out of 165 units? It's two big classrooms worth of kids. Three normal size classrooms. <laughs> uh-huh. Please give me the single family homes. What's Ward 6 going to do? Ward 6 needs to pay attention to this because it's Ward 6 whose schools are going to take the direct hit because that area goes to school at Green Acres. If another 30, 40, 50 elementary school kids come out of that development and and have to go to Green Acres, I got to tell you, I can't, and I know the numbers, folks. I've been on the redistricting committee for two years. I've been in and out of this. I can't tell you where those classrooms are going to go. I can only tell you it ain't going to be Green Acres. It can't be. By the way, as a general rule, I would like to see more kids in our schools. I would like to see more housing that is family friendly because kids in a, a growing school system is a healthier one than one that is depopulating. So I'm not against kids, but I, I might be I might be against 60 when I can get 20. You see what I'm saying? Anyway, what's Ward 7 going to do? Billy Shea, he'll stand with the neighbors. He's not going to play with it. Ward 8's opposed. What's Barbara Shaw going to do? What's Barbara Shaw going to do? Barbara, remember when you needed the help of your brother and your brother Alderman? With Walmart, remember the ones that tried to hang you out to dry like Danny O'Neill and the ones who didn't? Are you going to stand with the neighbors that are begging the board or are you going to abandon them the way some aldermen abandoned you when you were begging the board for your residence, your neighborhoods around Walmart? But you know what? She's tied into this Soha kid too, so she'll vote for it. Barry, he's tied into the Soha kid. He'll vote for it. Gamash? I'm not sure he knows what he's tied into. And then Hirschman, 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 who voted to rezone 35 acres of land from commercial to uh, multi-unit high-density resident uh, 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 rental up on Hackett Hill, where the city reserved land for economic development. Hirschman's already voted for it. So you know what? Despite the fact that the residents here have put up this protest petition, 
it's really close. And Gatz says he sees no reason to oppose it. So you, you have no help there from the mayor on this one. Now, if Joyce Craig were smart, she would have gone into the South End and said, I stand with you. <laughs> but now if she does it, she can't take credit for the idea. Now she'll just be gaming it politically. You see what I'm saying? So you've got this, and it just it, it, it blows my mind, particularly the aldermen at large, right? So, you know, you'll see Joe Kelly Lavasser signs up on Soho Properties. That's fine. But are they really looking at what's in the best interest of the city? I don't know. What kind of a master plan, by the way, and this is the, you know, this is the language of the bureaucrats. The master plan has that area zoned the way it is, although it anticipates that there will be changes in the future. Really? You know, you got to give, uh, you know, Eddie Sapienza, who's running for alderman in Ward 8. Got to give a shout out to Eddie. He's battled hard on this. And his brother's opposition to this and my never-to-be-humble opinion as your ever-humble host has nothing to do with supporting his brother or trying to make him look good. I think Ed Sapienza, I'm sorry, Tony Sapienza, the alderman from Ward 5, I think gets it. When neighborhoods are up in arms, I think he gets that it's bad for the city. Everybody down there who's opposed this project has said, we don't oppose it being developed the way it's supposed to be developed under the zoning. Key little fact here to tell you how how funny the business has been down there they tried one of these protest petitions back in august but they came one signature short of meeting the state minimum number you know how they got the second signature yeah one of the residents who came as a neighbor to extol the virtues of the project had sold his house and when he went to the public hearing Uh, or the board and said all these wonderful things about the project and how we'd rather have this and that and whatnot. He failed to tell people that he sold his house and that he was leaving the neighborhood. Well, guess who signed the petition? The people who bought his house. Doesn't it make you wonder whether or not he came out of the goodness of his heart to share what he really thought was the best interest of the city and the neighborhood. The guy who supported the project while selling his house. I wonder what the neighbors who bought the house knew about the potential of this project. I wonder if the realtors disclosed it. Anyway, their signature gave the minimum required number under state law to file the protest petition. And you got to think that like so many people who move into that area of the city, they moved there for its more rural, if not country nature. And yes, I know there are parts of South Mammoth Road that are an atrocity. I get it. But does that mean you need to have further development along the lines of what turned it into an atrocity? Single family homes are good for a community especially the upper-income ones where people tend to stay longer, where they tend to pay more in taxes, where they tend to need less in services. Does the city need rental housing? Yes. I would say the city is lousy with rental housing. And you know what's going to cause the quality of the city's rental housing to improve? For those of you who think it's the construction of new rental housing, 
you're not exactly right about that because all that does is it makes the older housing, particularly in the neighborhoods where we'd really like to see an influx of upper income people, um, it makes those neighborhoods less valuable. I hate to tell it to you this way, but scarcity creates value. If you want to see some of Manchester's old line rental neighborhoods redeveloped, reinvigorated, and revitalized, stop building things it can't compete with and start building things that will allow it to compete. That will provide the developers, I don't know, with the cash flow necessary. Maybe the city should be looking at things like, oh, you want to renovate your building? Fine. No fees for the permits. Here's how we'll cooperate with you. This isn't hard, folks. So riding on Ward 6 is a lot more than just who fills Pappas's shoes. It's who's going to represent the neighborhoods there whose schools will be in squarely in the target zone if 165 to 200 multi-unit dwellings get built on South Mammoth Road. This is Gerard at Large.